What's up, everybody? Welcome to Bomb City Locker Room Talk Podcast. You're listening to Locker Room Hype, episode 12. That's about a lucky number. <laughs> 12. Can you believe we've done 12 episodes already? Well, you know, man, it's uh, it's been a pretty cool experience. It so, has. you know, lucky number 12 for me, baby. Right. We're going to yeah. introduce video today yeah man we're on the spotlight we got the camera on us hold on don't be nervous <laughs> nah, we're just trying something new trying something you know just taking another step in our production you know james set this up talking about 10 hours because he's like oh let's try this out Ooh, let's try that out well it's all been trial and error really it's trial and error i'm not you know an expert with any video editing or an anything expert. like that but but, but, you know, think about today's episode is going to be a little bit, uh, man, we got a lot of stuff coming up, you know, like, I, you know, I told you from the last podcast, a lot of new things are popping up now. You just had, we just had to play the waiting game, right? you know, and I told you, you know, coming here July and everything, things will start popping up. And of course we got some good info, you know, coming up here pretty quick, but before we get started, we kind of want to talk to you about our new Dallas Cowboy, HaHa Clinton Dix. <laughs> yeah, what happened to HaHa? Oh, man, dude. So, video's on Twitter, okay, if you haven't seen it yet. Uh, it's weird because HaHa is it's, it's shooting from his camera, from one of his surveillance cameras, and he's like riding a scooter, and then he gets close, and there's two bears right there by his car, and boom, he just throws the scooter, and then he runs, and then the bears run. So <laughs> I did. Just, I saw uh, that on Facebook actually. That was that was pretty funny. Yeah, man, I was just laughing my ass. What off. would you do? Shit, I go get my gun, and start shooting away. Something. Golly, man, you don't want. That's the thing, man. You don't want bears around the, right. your house. I think any of us would turn and run the other way as fast as possible, oh, hell yeah. just like he did. Because right. I think it looked like a mama bear and a, hey, and a baby. Yeah, a cub. so you don't you don't mess with mama bear. No, she'll tear you up. Yeah, man. I thought about maybe jumping on the car because I. It was like <sighs> there was two cars there that were parked, and he was riding a scooter. I guess what did he have in his hand? Like a bag or something, but. He had dropped it immediately when he got to the end of that last car and he saw the bear and then he just took off the opposite direction. It's just it's hilarious. I know I know like it's it's like man, it's funny, but you know, a real case scenario, I'm glad it's okay. <laughs> you know, so. Oh yeah. I, I you know, those type of situations happen all the time, especially in Colorado. <coughs> places oh, where there's an abundance of bears. I, I couldn't imagine I don't. Even, I didn't even get this. I didn't even look up to see where he's living at right now, because you know he's been. Yeah, he's not in Dallas. That's for sure. Yeah, I mean, I don't think there's any bears. No, no bears in Dallas. Are you sure? <laughs> Maybe escape from the zoo. Maybe, yeah. I don't know. No, I'm just kidding. I don't want to start no rumors on that. So there, there were some animals that escaped from the zoo during all the riots. I think some people let some out. No. I saw a hippo on one of the main streets. I think it was in Minneapolis. That was pretty strange. Oh, man. Jumanji coming out. Oh, yeah. Right there for sure. So. so what about the sports news? Let's dive into our first topic. Man, here. you know, every, you know, every, those last couple of years, man, I enjoyed 
I enjoyed Last Chance You. You know, if you haven't got to watch it yet, it's on Netflix. It's a series. And they're right now, this should be season five coming up. Now, the first two seasons, it covers East Mississippi. Mm-hmm. And then the last two seasons, it's covered uh, Independence, Kansas. Okay. And these are Juco colleges. Okay. Uh, these colleges, what they do is they take in some of the, some of the roughest players. I mean, they might be rough, man, but these guys are talented. They are. They yeah. just, you know, they just had some bad luck. A had lot some of bad, bad luck, luck. Made some bad decisions. Yeah. It kind of landed them there, but it, it's just, it's it a, lives up to its name because it is their, for most of them, their last chance to get exactly. noticed by, you know, a Division One program or Division Two program, any program that they can, you know, bring notice to to get out of the current situation that they're in with the JUCO. But this next last chance you is not going to focus on football. What's it going to focus well, on? Well, this is actually going to – this will be the last one that's actually going to focus. And then they're going to move to basketball. Then they're going to move to right? basketball, yes. So what they're doing is this one's in Laney College, okay, I don't know where it's at. I don't know. I didn't look it up. But it's in Oakland, California. Okay, so yeah. you know, just I watched a little bit of the trailer and everything like that. Like I like watching the trailer, but I like to just save it for the you know, the get go, you know, whenever it does come out, I just start it and let it run, man. Cause and like I said, man, I just love hearing the stories, you know, seeing where these kids, you know, because like I said, man, a lot of these I mean, yes, they might be 18, 19, 20, but a lot of them are still kids, man. Yeah, they they just haven't had that right direction, you know. And from, my, from what I understand about this coach coming up, man, he's probably one of the most winningest coach in the nation. So, I mean, I mean, obviously he's doing something great. So, it just really just it bothers me because we're only going to see one season of this college you know, and then it's going to switch to basketball. Right. Which, it's, uh, I mean, when I think about last chance, yeah, I think of football. Me too, man. It's That's the thing. Yeah, it's associated its whole life. Because, you know, with football, that's, I mean, it's you do it or you don't. I mean, there's really no in between. Because, you know, with basketball, you can go either way. Right. You can, you can go play semi-pro, and you can do those other leagues and build back up. I mean, there's stories out there. But with the football, yes, there's some semi-leagues, man, but what are the chances of getting looked at? Yeah. I mean, it's just this is where they got to make the big change of, hey, I got to do it now to get a big scholarship and get, you know, move on. So, And most of these, you know, JUCOs, especially the ones that Last Chance U is focused on, they've been really prominent programs that have won and had a lot of success. So that in general, just the the previous success that that university, that college has, it's going to bring a lot of attention to them. And a lot of those players are going to get exposure that they've never had since high school. Because a lot of them were highly recruited guys coming out of high school. But, you know, they either ended up on a Division I level campus and they didn't make the right decisions or they they couldn't make the grades. I mean, there's a lot of things, you know, playing effect. But – July 28th, you know, make sure you got your Netflix account ready. You know, if you haven't watched it, catch up. It's it's still on Netflix. It's a really, like I said, man, you get to see cool stories. And then, like I said, man, you really get to see the coach aspect of it. You know, I know these guys, 
it's they got to be tough on them. You got to be tough on them, you know. Right. But they love them, you know. They do, you know. Yeah. I'm not gonna say it. It's hard, you know, because there's days you want to strangle somebody, but right. they love them, man. You got you just want them the best for them. You want the best, and that's that's where we're trying. That's to all get. you can hope for. Yeah. So, but moving on to the MLB, you know, it's been a roller coaster. Golly, to say man. the least, the past week. It's like right? young and the restless are days of our <laughs> lives with with the MLB. Right, man. I mean, there was a point last week that the the commissioner he was like, Man, this is not looking good. Yeah. We, I mean we may not have a season. Yeah. And then a couple of days later Somehow they are all like, Hey man, let's start. Let's do this. I'm like Right. What are y'all doing? I'm like, is it it? Are you going to do it or not? Are we going like, to have a season? Are we not? But they ended up agreeing on 60 games. And opening day is going to be July 23rd or 24th. Yeah. And players will head to training camps in a week after the league. And then Union Tuesday agreed on health and safety protocols. Yeah, July 1st, you're supposed to head to the training camps and yeah. everything. Which which is, like I said, hopefully they'll have a good uh, – Good, you know, good, good thing, good playing set. You know, that's the most important thing is making sure. Because, yeah. I mean, if you haven't heard yet, there are some players, players yeah, that have tested there positive. There are some players right now that are actually being test positive. Uh, one of the big players that came out the, uh, today actually was Charlie Blackman from the Colorado Rockies. You know, and, and he's like, going to be first of many that test positive. You know, it's going to be. Kind of like what we're seeing in the NCAA with the college football players returning back to campus and and um, the positive tests that are just coming and being revealed, you know, one after another. I just feel like it's going to happen in the MLB as well. I mean, there's no immunity like we've said before. To exactly. This. There's none, man. I mean, like you said, you never know what's going to pop up. We don't know. We have no idea. I mean, you can clean. You can clean. You, you can wash your hands a thousand times. Right. But, like I said, I mean, everybody has to do their part. You know, not many people are. So, I mean, it can show up anywhere. Yeah. So The season is going to last through September 27th. But, let's, yeah, so let's be on a positive note now. now. Right. So, you know, we're going to la- – this thing is going to – throughout the duration of the season, it's going to end around, you know, the time that it normally ends in October. So, at least we're going to still have some baseball in October and we'll eventually get to the World Series. But – there's two teams right now that are being favored to win it all. The Yankees and <laughs> Who cares about the Yankees? The Yankees and the Dodgers, man. Yank this. What do you think? You think those two teams are going to be left standing at the end? Hell no. Not the Yankees. And you know, we talked about teams getting hot and getting on a streak. There's a lot of, you know, those underdog teams that can really surprise a lot of people. Yeah, but no, no, no. I don't want to. We don't want to see the Yankees. I know. I don't want to see the Yankees. Dodgers, we can live with. You know, man. Like I said, I like. I like to see my. You know, I'm not the biggest Braves fan, but man, you know, it's just I like to see them come. They, they've been in the playoffs the last couple of years. To just you know, to just don't have that pitching to finish it. But if they can stay hot, remain hot, maybe they'll come out. Like, don't get me wrong. I love to see my Rangers. You know, right. the Rangers, man, we, we want to see the Rangers succeed in this 60 game stretch. It's all going to come down to pitching. And, you know, be honest, they're, they're trying. They're trying to get some pitching there. I mean, I mean, there's some little, you know, holes in, in the lineup right now. You know, we don't really have, like I said, we don't have a definite, like, 
true power hitters. Right. We got some hitters, but you know we got to have at least three or four guys that can just take the ball yard. You know, I know everybody can. Yeah, but we, we need some effective bats. Exactly. We need to get some guys that can hit. But the, but the it's going to come down for every team to be successful. Just the pitching with that short time frame of, of, of a stretch. Yeah. You know, and if you can't get your bullpen together the way you want, it could be a long 60 games, even though it's even abbreviated already. So, if you haven't read about what's going to happen with the MLB, okay, uh, teams will play their four divisional opponents 10 times, and then the other 20 games, okay, they're going to go interleague, but with the same geographical area. So, for example, National League West – We'll play American League West. Gotcha. Okay. And just like in the North, East, South, they're going to stay American and National. So I think that's pretty cool. That should be really interesting to kind of see. I like to see the Rangers kick the Dodgers' ass <laughs> in the Giants. Yeah. All those guys in the West yeah. Coast. Take them out. Yeah. Yes. I don't like any of the so, West Coast teams. And here's a good thing about the National League they get the DH. That's going to help um, out a lot, man. Yeah, man. I mean, it's going to be an advantage that they have. I mean, that's just something, that's just something less you have to worry about. And I just, you know, with that many games, that's something you shouldn't have to worry about. Let's just go. Let's just go ahead. Let's yeah, go. let's just go. Yeah. You know, uh, extra innings. Kind of, I know they've been trying to play with this one. Runner will start on second base. You know, that's that's fine. You don't want to. You don't want many games because the longer you're there, you know, that's there's going to be a lot of chitter chatter on that so oh yeah you know, they're gonna try to get those games done and then of course the trade line the deadline the trade deadline august 31st so you know it's gonna be interesting to see how the season unfolds especially with only having 60 games you know i was excited when when uh manfred came out and, and uh announced that there will be 60 games because a couple of days before that he was unsure the status and the the health of the season so and then, you know, and then, like I said, the last thing, and we always got to talk about the COVID, okay? Yeah. The COVID-19 injury list with no minimum or maximum length of time spent on it. While standard injury list stints would be for 10 days, and the typical 60-day stint would be instead be 45 days. So, I mean, that's, like I said, they got to play that by air. It's going to affect some games. It's going to cut some, some of those uh, games short, oh, I yeah. feel like. You know, you could have an instance where you have, you know, a game scheduled and then right before the game, you have some guys come ill, you know, and it's just too big of a risk to continue to, to go ahead and play the game. There's going to be a lot of different elements to this. So many different scenarios that could happen, you know, to derail the possibility of a game finishing or a series finishing. Just, uh, it's going to get messy. Know, just, it's funny because, you know, like – when you think about the game, okay, I just think about having a big fat chew in my mouth, you know, spitting wherever the hell Chilling. I want. Yep. You know, I, I mean, really, you know, sunflower seeds everywhere. You know, I think, that, you know, you're not going to be seeing this kind of baseball for a little while. Yeah. These guys are going to be. It's going to be way more conservative oh, and yeah. less risky, you know. people. Are gonna, I mean, they're even talking about, you know, there's a lot of pitchers that like to lick their fingers and things like that. You know, like they're trying to tell them, don't do it. Yeah. I mean, some of it, that's part of their routine, but I don't know. It's, it's just, like I said, man, it's going to be interesting really seeing what they're going to be doing. So, 
And like I said, man, I hope I hope the best for just some good baseball, man. You know, especially in America. How many wins do you think is going to be enough for the top first place team or the top of the divisions? What do you th- you think? Forty. 35, 40, I'm thinking 40. 40. I'm thinking I'm like 40, 40, maybe 45, 43, yeah. somewhere in there. That's going to be enough to get you. Know, you know, like I said, man, it's going to be, there's going to be a lot of chatter, I think, you know, especially how they are placing the teams with the divisions, you know, because there's some divisions that are very, very strong. And then there's, there's some, some that, that are really, just weak. really weak, you know, yeah. so. Yeah, it's going to be cool to see how this turns out. It's it's going to be, you know, and every team that participates that's in this thing, it's, they're going to be making history. Yeah, and like I told you, you know, like, you know, for the example, the Rangers are in the West, also the Strohs, L.A., you know, Oakland. And, I mean, when they play the Nationals, I mean, not National, not not, not the National, but the National West, mm-hmm. I mean, you got the Dodgers. That's okay, top team right, right. there. Giants, not so much. Padres used not to, so but much. not so much. Yeah. yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, it's just really not a. There may be a Cinderella story this yeah. this season, which is cool with the fact that we're going to have I don't sixty know. games. I don't know. if There's going to be a Cinderella. I don't know. I might. What I, if one I of those? Think, I think it's going to be just the top dogs again, man. You think so? Could I mean, be. I hate saying it. You know, I hate saying or, the Rangers. I mean, Yankees. Whoever gets I mean, hot, Boston. Man. Whoever gets hot. Hell, they had even Tampa Bay up there, you know. And I was like, yeah, they're still okay. They're scrappy. Yeah. You know, so. Some of those, you know, contenders that are favored to win it all could take a dip. And, you don't know, all that time off with not having the chemistry and the camaraderie with, with, with practicing, with being around each other, it could take some of these top teams yeah, I mean, to and plummet. Well, if they, well, that's if they took a big hit live from last season, you know. I mean, it's pretty quick. I mean, everything's pretty natural. So, but like I said, man, let's just make sure that, you know, just for the sake, everybody stays healthy. What do you think hitting 400 is possible this season, 60 games? Think that's possible? It's hard, man. I mean, even hitting 300 is hard. You know, even some of the best hitters. I I heard some speculation that there could be some of that this season. I don't know, man. You know, yeah. I don't. I mean, it would. Don't get me wrong. Be cool to see. Mm-hmm. Hey, I mean, anybody. Everybody wants to see a ball hit. Oh yeah. You know, you want to see the big old homers and all that. Everybody loves that. You know, but man, it's tough. Yeah, That's it's tough, tough to come home. But we'll see. You got to have the juice, man. You got to have it, and you got to you got to be able to put it together. Don't be talking about that juice. Not that kind of you juice. Know. <laughs> you know, I'm tired of hearing about that shit. Yeah, you so know, am I. But, but you know what I mean. But like I said, man, we'll, we'll see how it plays out. And I hope it plays out really well. Because like I said, man, you know, baseball, it's, it's you know, all, it's just one of those sports that I love. I'm not gonna, I mean, I'm not going to sit there and watch it all the time. No, but it, it – I can have it in the background. You can hear it. I mean, it just – It's just one of those relaxing sports that you want to sit down with your buddies or, or even by yourself. Have have a nice cold iced tea or a beer and just sit there and watch. You know? Iced tea. I love my iced tea, man. Yeah, put a little bit in an umbrella. <laughs> yeah. Gay. <laughs> it has to be sweet tea, though. I'm just joking. It has to be sweet tea. Hey, you know, speaking of baseball, you know, like I said from last week, don't forget buy your tickets. Right. For the sod. The sod dogs. Dogs or whatever. I don't know. So, there's two teams. Two in teams. Yeah. We're going to have two. Make sure you buy it. You we're, know, we're less they, than a week away. Exactly, man. So, 
So, like I said, if you haven't got out there, get your tickets. You know, I don't know if they're going to sell out or not, but support support these collegiate. You know, I don't know if they're getting any money out of it, but they're getting the exposure, and most of like them, said, most of the kids, that's all they they want. It help our economy, and then like I said, right. you know, if you're traveling, try to catch one of the games out there. You know, like I said, they're uh, you know these guys are just trying to make a name. You know, they are. Oh, you might even get to see a potential all star. One yeah. day, and that's the coolest you could, thing. Because let's let's be real here. There are players from all over the nation. Oh, yeah. There's a ton from the Big Twelve. There's exactly. some from the SEC. There's, there's some yeah. from the private universities down in Texas um, and all over the country. And the the cool thing is, is like you said, you're going to see top talent when you come out to these games. It's not going to be a rinky dink, you know, yeah. washed up minor league team. You know, that's <clears throat> one of my biggest regrets ever. Is when I met the '96 Yankees, said I didn't get Derek Jeter's autograph, oh, and yeah. I met him. Got to meet the guy. Thought, oh, who's this chump? Well, that chump turned into be the yeah. badass. Why didn't you get an autograph? I don't. We just well, we didn't how, have any sharpies, and they're like, oh, we don't have any here. So how old were you? Uh, let's see, what, eleven or twelve? I was yeah. yeah. I, I was I was I was a kid. And who thought? Who thought that that chump was gonna be big and? That's usually what happens, man. A lot of people get lucky enough to meet these these athletes when they're early in their career, and then they blossom to be such huge stars. And you don't know it at the time, so you're like kicking yourself ten years, twenty years down the road because you didn't get autographed. You know what the cool thing was? Whenever we played Roger Clement's son's team, we kicked their ass. <laughs> well, shit, that's pretty cool. That's right. You'd be able to brag about that forever. That's right, man. To tell you your shit. To tell your son about it. <laughs> he got to the big leagues. I'm still here. Well, <laughs> kicked their ass back then so but you know that's enough about baseball like i said we'll give you some updates next week about it you know now you know like i said one of the big talks still is what is going to go on with the ncaa you know and that's yeah you know man shit, that's where we it's so uh, it just there's just too many damn things going on especially with so many athletes in one spot man and, you know, most recently I read Boise State has closed campus amid coronavirus concerns. I mean, they've closed their campus. So that's pretty bizarre. I mean, that, that happened June 22nd on Monday. Yeah, and yeah exactly, if, man. If, if these major Power Five, you know, Division One programs and schools and universities are closing their doors already in mid-summer, that doesn't that doesn't mean it's going to keep everybody safe, and that doesn't mean everybody's going to follow those those protocols. So, I mean, Boise State uh, said eight positive tests of coronavirus were discovered across campus. So that right there was enough to shut their whole entire campus down. Oh yeah, you know, especially you know Boise State man, it's just you know I, I mean I know it's the night out, a little bit different up there, you know, but I don't blame them. I don't blame you know. even at Baylor. Baylor yeah. has they had um, yeah, well, five just, more positive tests. Five more, so that says right now that's making eight positives among a hundred and nine. You know that's just right down the road. You know they're in Waco from us, and mm-hmm. I mean we've we've already mentioned before yeah. Clemson, LSU, Alabama, Texas, OU, OSU, uh, most recently Kansas State, and um, Rutgers. It's just, it's happening all across 
the landscape and it's not gonna it's not gonna go away anytime soon which is a bummer we're 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 hoping we can report some some good stuff concerning the the player workouts and the on-campus activities that, that are happening to in preparation for the season. But at this point, it's just kind of just dreary. You know, we, we don't know what's going to happen next. And most of the news that we're hearing is pretty downright discouraging to say and, the least, but yes, I mean, I mean, it's, you know, like I said, it's what's, what's happening in America, you know, well, not all America, but there are some States right now that are in the hot seat right now, you know, cases are just going, through the roof, you know, I even read, I was reading it up on my Twitter the other day, you know, here in Texas, they're, 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 they're having to open up beds at the children's hospital, mm. you know? So we're, for, we're, we're seeing a significant so, spike. Yeah. Is that safe to say? Exactly. You know, it's like, man, you know, I mean, and, like I said, it, it's one of those, it's, you, you got to go with your gut. You know, I mean, you don't want to be stuck inside forever. Believe me. Yeah. You go crazy. Yeah, you do. Yeah. You go crazy. Because, yeah, 14 days, you think, oh, I'm on vacation. No, you're not. No. No. You, after probably three or four days of being in one room, you're you're pretty After your symptoms, everything like that, you want to get the hell out. Yeah. Because you feel like you're just laying in a swamp. Like, that's. That's the thing. You know, that's just a terrible feeling. I found it funny, you know, a few days ago we talked about how this could affect the revenue of, you know, the NCAA or the revenue of professional sports. At Nebraska, they're having to cut uh, their budget in 2021 by 10% due to what's already transpired because of the coronavirus. I mean, 10% of their their budget's already being cut in at Nebraska so we're already starting to see the trickle down and the effects of all of this. And it's just going to continue to, to snowball, I feel like, because ticket sales are going to be down, all right? Um, people aren't going to be buying as much around the stadium, at the stadium, whether it be concessions, whether it be merchandise that they're selling, everything evolved with the game day atmosphere and activities. It's all going to take a dip with the amount of profit that they're they're raking in, you know, how much these universities tend to rake in every year. So that's going to be surprising to see when we can get back on that plateau where everything's normally. And I don't think it's going to happen for years and years to come, but yeah, man, it's just like I say, it sucks for the university, but you know what? They're well off. Most of them. I can say every week, there's just too many question marks, too many ifs, you know, it's like, like, you know, with the NCAA, I mean, I don't know about y'all, no us, we enjoy it. You know, football, basketball, baseball, you know, all the sports, you know, just. Right, it's going to affect everything. But, you know, the cash cow is football with every university, especially when you're talking about Power Five conferences. <clears throat> Those Division One football programs break in yeah, exactly. the most money, unless you're Duke or Kansas or Kentucky. <laughs> but, you know. Don't forget about my Red Raiders, bro. We're up there. Uh, as of recent, but it's not a historically winning basketball We're getting historic, bro. program. We're getting a start. We'll see if y'all can continue the momentum that you've made. You but just you just keep going for your OU when they get to you the You know college. what, but I thought – And they just keep getting beat. Sidetrack here, don't hate, but I thought Tech would have an extraordinary year this past season. I know they lost what that one kid to the NBA from Coronado, right? But 
they underperformed. I thought they were going to do a lot better. Huh. They did not have the success I thought they would have. Get your popcorn ready for next year. Well, man. because they're Red Raiders and it's all about the roller coaster over there. Yeah. Whatever. Let me tell you about. Are we gonna fight? Let me tell you about what the big roller coaster coming up. (laughs) What What is it? What's going on with Baba Man? Like, oh man, you know. I mean, first when I saw the report, I was like, you know, ouch. I don't like hearing that. You know, I don't like to hear that. Ever, I don't ever like to hear hatred. You know, especially like that. You know, and then the next day or two, it just went. To the shit. <laughs> and I hate saying that because you're like, okay, now it's a hoax. You know, it's like, yeah. That, you know, it, it was just a piece of rope on the garage. Or, especially when you get, you know, like I said, when FBI comes in there, you're like, well, is this a hate crime or is it, you know, the FBI trying to cover? I mean, there's just so many things popping out, you know, in my mind. You're just like, but really the story changed pretty damn quick. It was pretty fishy, you know, the whole story. Yeah, it was disappointing to hear that that happened, especially in NASCAR. And to one of the only drivers who is, you know, of color, I was super hurt and bummed out that that happened to him, especially. Think about that being in his shoes, having to experience, you know, the potential uh, racial hatred that's coming at you. And you don't really have a whole whole lot to back you within the sport, but you have a lot of outside uh, support and, and opinions that that do go your you know in your in your favor. But to be him in the sport of NASCAR, I couldn't imagine because most of the drivers are different than him. They're they're not they're not of color, but the the following days the support that 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 gained traction and from the drivers it made me feel a lot better because. You could you could see the support from the entire NASCAR family. You know, he took that selfie with all of the drivers behind him, and they all helped push his car out there. And it was it was nice to see the solidarity and the uh, the love from everybody. And then you saw when he was given an interview, Bubba, he had a lot of supporters in the stands. You know, with the Black Lives Matter shirts on and everything. And I thought that was awesome that uh, people are coming out who aren't maybe necessarily NASCAR fans, but they're coming out to support him. That's huge. It's huge for the sport. It's huge for the culture change. And, you know, we, we heard the FBI investigation and as of recent news, the, uh, entire speculation of the noose that was in his garage was not really intentionally put there to be a a sign of hate or a sign of, you know, racial, instability within within the 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 sport what what in fact was it it was just a pull rope that was on the garage it it had been there since 2019 yeah it's been there for over a year right i you know when i saw this man you know like like i said i don't i hate seeing any kind of hate doesn't matter what it is you know you know like you know i don't mean you talked about you know i hate seeing people get in paris you know because it it turns my stomach because I'm like, it does. Oh, you know, nobody should ever have to go through that, you know. And what you know, whatever happened, happened. You know, I don't. You know, I'm not gonna say him condone him or anything like that. You know, it's just good that everybody's behind him. You know, yeah. NASCAR is one. You know, that's just 
I, like I said, I couldn't imagine being in his shoes at that moment Yeah. without knowing the facts of where that rope came from and not knowing that it was there a year prior. I, I mean, it would have broken me down to see that, especially in a time where social injustice is so high and, and everybody's so divided to have that type of hatred occur at your work, work spot. You know, your, your place of work, you have a, a symbol of hate that's just hanging there. I couldn't imagine being him, you know, not knowing all the facts afterwards, but just seeing that it wouldn't surprise me if I was him to see that there because of how stupid people are and how selfish and ignorant they, they have become over the years. But man, it was just sad to see initially. And I'm glad that there's some, some closure with it. We came to, you know, uh, ending with it all. And, and now hopefully it's brought up a healthy conversation and it's kind of mended the differences between a lot of people. So there is some positives that came out of it. Um, it's just, it, it's a chance to educate as well. It's a chance to educate all the people involved, people who may not know him. And I never knew who Bubba Wallace was. I've heard the name, but I didn't know he was a man of color. Um, he was, he was someone that I'm not familiar with. I don't know very many NASCAR guys. I don't know if you do, but <clears throat> Dale jr. Dale jr. <laughs> So, it was cool to see that there there is some diversity <laughs> yeah. within NASCAR. It's a predominantly, you know, Caucasian sport, let's be honest. But it, it, there needs to be more diversity, definitely. There needs to be a, a, a widespread Absolutely. embrace of other other ethnicities, other cultures because it's not just about one culture. We're we're America, man. We we're a melting pot. We need to have everybody Absolutely. a part of everything. You know what I mean? So so hopefully, like I said, everything goes okay on that. And just like I said, no, nobody hate. Nobody needs to hate. Yeah, just, we've got to get away from the hate. We've got to get more love and solidarity between all of us. We all are always going to be different, but we so, got to expect. We've got to learn from each other, love each other's differences. Um, speaking of love and hate, yeah, talking about this NFL rankings coming up, you know. So they unveiled some, ESPN Plus did a, a 2020 NFL rosters rankings for all 32 teams. And the Ravens, surprisingly, or not surprisingly, are first, and the Jaguars are last. So last year, our, the Ravens had a great season. Did they not? We can all agree on that. They did. They lost in the playoffs. Then they lose to the Titans. Yes, they did. They lost to the Titans, man. That was surprising in the playoffs. We How all, was that surprising, man? Titans were hot. Well, yeah, with Derrick Henry. He's such a – damn, he's a, such a good runner. That was – man, that, they got runner. hot. They did get hot, and, you know, Tannehill surprised a lot of people, but Lamar Jackson and the Ravens, I thought they would get there to the Super Bowl, man. I really did. But they lost, but they're ranked number one in this, in this initial roster rankings for 2020. And at number two, uh, they have the New Orleans Saints. Saints. Breeze to Michael Thomas. That's a pretty good connection, isn't it? Yeah, if they don't get the call. <laughs> <laughs> two yeah. times. Two times in a row, man. That sucks, man. Yeah, they got screwed. But like I've always said, you cannot let that you cannot let one play determine the game. Right. I know as many people want to say, oh, that's wrong. No. Sorry, dudes. You can't let it come to that. You cannot let it come to that. Right. So you got to take that out of the factor. you got to. And I just think that the combination of having a, an elite passer like Drew Brees to Michael Thomas 
one of the great receivers in the NFL right now. You know, they've he's completed over 80.3% of his targets to Thomas. They've got that good wide receiver quarterback duo with at least 150 targets over the span of, you know, the time they've been together. So, I mean, they're that that alone is going to keep their offense churning, humming in the right direction and and effective. So, we'll see where they end up at the end of the season at number 3. Got the San Francisco 49ers. Who? Super Bowl runner-ups. How do you think the 49ers are going to do this year with their roster they currently have? <clears throat> they're runner-ups. Um, they got gonna, there, though. They got there. Well, that, no shit. That accounts for something. No that shit. That counts for but something. But you know what I'm saying. Yeah. You know what I'm saying. When you get runner-up, where do you go do? It's time to spend money. Try to get that extra one or two people, maybe three that are going to, you know, make a difference. And that's what they're going to do. So I think that's a pretty good spot for them. It's really not, you know. Could be worse, but I think three is pretty good, you know, just from, from you know, what I think. So. Yeah, I mean, they're, they're primed to have a great season. Now it's going to come down to old Jimmy back there. Jimmy Garoppolo, he – was not very sharp in the Super Bowl. Well, man, you're in the spotlight. It's tough. You got to put that behind you, though. You know, so. You do. You do. And their defense got really, really improved throughout last year. I was surprised with the, the amount of production they had defensively. You know, you got Bosa back there. Great defensive player. Great defensive player. And the sky's the limit for them this year. We'll see where they end up. Come on, man. You got to understand now that in the NFL, defense, yeah, it counts for a little bit, but you got to have a powerful offense. I mean, that's that's why the Ravens and the Saints are number one and number two. Right. Those dudes get squared any time. And, you know. San Fran can do the same thing. He just. Good pro style offense. He just picked the wrong day to not play good. <laughs> that's just, you know, that's just how it goes, man. And, you know, at number four, we've got the Kansas City Chiefs, Super Bowl champs. Go Mahomes! Woo! God, I'm sick of hearing that shit from every damn tech fan there is. But they're at number four, which they should be, I think, ranked a little bit higher. Let me, let me tell you about tech fan. Oh, here, here we go. Super Bowl champ! Woo! Super Bowl champ. Well, Tech didn't win the damn Super Bowl, and they sure as hell didn't win the Big 12. But they have a player who is pretty damn good, a former player. Patrick Mahomes, he is the real deal, okay? You can't say many bad things or, or say that he has really any weaknesses at this point, can you? To up until this point, he's had don't, a Hall of Fame career, two years. <laughs> don't, don't, don't be putting the hype on him. Like, like I said, man, he's doing great. He's going to keep doing great because he works his ass off. Right. So, you know, like I said, big prayers for him. I'm not knocking him, man. He's a great quarterback. Like I said, I just – I wish we had him. I wish the Cowboys had him, but we're dealing with old sawed-off Dak Prescott, who is a, like a roller coaster. So the X factor, I think, for the Chiefs this year is going to be the linebackers. It's been a problem, but they did draft Willie Gay, and um, he's, got, he's going to bring a ton of athleticism and coverage ability to the unit. So they can get their defense even stronger than what it was, get the linebacker core, you know, developed. 
they'll be pretty damn good once again. Oh yeah. Pretty damn good. And at number five, we've got the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, the hot team everybody's talking about. Why is that, Aaron? Because they got Gronkowski. They got, <laughs> they got Gronk back. They got Gronk. They've got they got, they got Mike Evans. They got the goat. They've got the goat, Tom Brady. And I'm not talking about the goat. You know what I mean. <laughs> They're going to be lethal. And, you know, this is the – the most talented group of wide receivers Tom Brady has ever had. Wouldn't you agree? Oh, yeah, man. I mean, shit. <laughs> it's obvious, right? Yeah. It's obvious, and they're just going to keep rolling. They're going to keep rolling, I think. I think they'll go 10-6. and six. What do you think? You know, I mean, they're going to do good, no matter what. You got Brady. Tough to beat Brady. It is. Pretty tough. So, I mean. But do you think they'll have one of those years, like, that's just not as expected as what they are projected. Like, you know, you had you had the Eagles dream team and what do they do? They did nothing. No, man, they're gonna make it they'll make it to the playoffs. They you think so. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I I think they'll have a season above five hundred, definitely. Now, how far above five hundred? I don't know. I don't know. I don't think it's gonna be that that far above five hundred, but they'll they'll have a successful winning season. And who knows, they may win a playoff game. If they win a playoff game, then, hey, I would consider Brady's move to Tampa Bay a success if they can get a playoff win under their belt in his first year. I think so. They got a good team. They got a great team. Now they just got to come together, training camp, put it all together and go from there. All right. And at number six, we've got the Dallas Cowboys. I love my Cowboys, but I don't know about that. Yep. I, I don't like putting them that high. I don't like it. It's just I'd rather be the underdog. There's nothing wrong with being the underdog, but that high right now, I know that got the big money he wanted. He did. $32.5 million. And he's got That's nothing. a great receiving core coming back with the, with the addition of CeeDee Lamb. You know, you got Amari Cooper, Michael Gallup. And CD, I think they're going to have a great offense. Now it's going to be yet to be determined if Dak can get the ball to them consistently and take the top off the defense. We'll see. I mean, Dak is pretty inconsistent at times. But among the 104 wide receivers to run at least 250 routes in 2019, both Amari and Michael Gallup finished in the top 10 in receiving yards per route. So – they're going to be lethal offensively. We'll see how Ezekiel Elliott churns out those yards this year. I think he'll have a good good season, hopefully. Hopefully he stays healthy. Well, yeah. I mean, you know, like I said, man, the Cowboys, the biggest problems have always been is just the offense scoring, man, you know. I mean, defense has done a hell of a job. They really have. Especially you two know, years ago, they were and, great. Yeah, I mean, you can only do so much on defense. So, this is the opportunity that this offense better do something good. And now, de- and defensively, man, our secondary has always been lacking. You know, losing oh, yeah, losing yeah, Byron Jones is going to hurt the Cowboys secondary, don't you think? Yeah, and, but but we did get rookie Trayvon Diggs. I mean, he's good at, out of Alabama. He's a great player. Is that, man? You know, rookie. He'll be okay. Coming from Bama, he'll oh, yeah. be okay. He'll be a lot 
more prepared and NFL ready than most most you know corners coming into the league because Alabama is basically a glorified you know professional team. They are. They've got the players that are that are ready to step on an NFL field and do work. But right now, Cowboys, you do not look at being number six. Just go out there and play your ass off. Be number one. <laughs> yeah, and we're just we're just ranking their rosters, yeah. but um, but we've got to have some good. We can spend all day with them. Cornerback play, that's for sure. But moving on to number seven, we've got the Buffalo Bills. The mafia. Bills Mafia. Which is actually How many like, tables are they going to break this year? About 2,000. 2,000. I heard they sold out like the local Walmarts yeah, man, in that uh, in the playoff game. <laughs> Everybody well, was dollars. That's table. a $40 table. Somebody broke my table. Motherfucker, you're going to buy me a new one. <laughs> Have you seen the like the babies? They'll, they'll like, dress their baby up in Bill's attire and you know, drop him on a little makeshift table. Oh, yeah. Their loyalty runs deep, I'll tell you that. I'll give it to them, you know. They've got some passion and some quirky, you know, habits, but I guess it's part of their tradition. But with Josh Allen, I'm not a huge Josh Allen believer. What about you? No. But like I said, they did get Stefan Diggs. Yeah, Stefan Diggs. He he'll be productive. You know, and then of course they got our boy Cole Beasley still in that slot. Always reliable, right? I mean, yep. He's always damn good, so the you biggest know, weakness, <sighs> man. I I don't know, man. You know, I mean, quarterback can always be the weakness. Of course, you can always start there. I would agree. Their quarterback, he needs to develop into an above average uh, quarterback. He's still, he's still rookie, man. You know, so or, he's still young, right? You're 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 right on that. Just give him some time. But the the X factor. I don't know, man. They're gonna they're gonna need to critique some things on the defensive huh. side of the ball. They got um, Josh Norman, and you know, opposite of Norman, they'll have Tre'Davious White. So he's gonna come back and uh, continue a bounce back season from last year. We'll see how how productive he can be. That secondary will be pretty pretty solid. Now moving on to number eight, we have the Tennessee Titans. Which, their biggest strength, we could both agree, is Derrick Henry, the freak of nature. He's absolutely a beast. I mean, when he runs a football, you are either going to get run over or he's just going to annihilate you in some way, shape, or form. Oh, he'll just take you for a ride. He'll take you for a ride, yeah. He'll annihilate you, drag you about, you know, five to ten yards down the field until you're tired enough to let go. So, I mean, let's just let you know the thing about Derrick Henry, you know. I mean, yes, he ran great this last season, you know, but I know a lot of defense, I don't know what the scheme. I know you say, well, you know, it's hard to scheme on a guy like that. It really is, but you'll find a way. So, hopefully they'll put some, uh, some you know, some different threats around him to really help out so he can really carry the ball. Right. Uh, I think they'll have – They'll have a pretty solid team. You know, Ryan Tannehill was the X factor for the team in 2019. Him and Derrick Henry really made that offense run. And, and, and Go Texas boy. <laughs> and Tannehill didn't have to do a whole lot with such a great running game. You know, he didn't have to go put the team on his back and go win games night, night after night, Sunday after Sunday. But, you know, 
Tannehill took over in week seven, and that's when the offense took off. And the weeks one through six, the Titans ranked, I think it was 26th in expected points per play on offense. And they really they, – they took a, a progressive, you know, increase in, in their offense as he took over. So I think he's going to pick up where they left off towards the end of the season. They'll have a good, you know, balanced attack. If probably even more run heavy. So. Yep. All right. Now, coming up to the last two teams that we really don't want to talk about because I have a big hatred for them. The Eagles. So, the Eagles. They put in number nine. Number nine. Which I'm not going to sit here and talk. I'll let James talk if he wants to. <laughs> really if he talks to... about the Eagles, I might have to kick his ass later. I don't really want to talk about the Eagles. Well, good. Let's go to the next one then. But they, they suck and I don't like them. And. You know what? Their quarterback is overrated. I don't think he's that damn good. All right, that's Wentz. enough. What did I just say? They suck. They're terrible fan base. Yep. Uh, what else? They suck. They're one of our hate hated rivals. So, so. Joseph King, bring it on, son. Number ten. We're gonna end at number ten with this Pittsburgh Steelers. Another hate. Another hatred, but probably not as deep, in my opinion, than the Eagles. Being in the same division, and everything, but the 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 Steelers, we have a you know, we have a history of playing the Steelers. You know, Big Ben can just go games. concentrate on alcohol and porn. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, I ain't saying that, but that's every man's addiction. God, I was like, um, uh, I was at, I raised my hand too. Golly, Big Ben is gonna be a deciding X factor for that team. He's he's coming to the end of his career, but. He's still a very good player, you know. He's still a good player, and it's yet to be determined what they can do offensively. But the Deontay Johnson hype train is leaving the station. Johnson was one of the best separators in college football during his time at Toledo. But last season as a rookie, he, he was pretty hard to bring down in the open field. He... He forced, I think it was 18 missed tackles after the catch. And it was tied with Debo Samuel for the most in the NFL among wide receivers. So, I mean, they'll have they'll have some weapons there for Big Ben. But it's always about defense with uh, the Steelers. If they can have a good defense, they'll be a pretty damn good team because their offense has always been pretty reliable whenever Big Ben's had some good weapons, you know, in the past with Antonio Brown and players like that. So... I guess we'll just have to see, but that was the top ten. I think the Cleveland Browns should have been there instead of the damn Eagles. They came so. out at eleven. Yeah, they, Browns honorable mention. They're they're at eleven there, and then at number twelve, we'll just say, let's go Baker. Then we've got Green Bay at twelve. So that's all we'll we'll say about the top. Let's go Baker. Thirty-two rosters and Baker will have a bounce back season this year. I have a lot of faith in that happening. If you want to read more, go to ESPN Plus. Pay five dollars. Yeah. <laughs> so next we are going to discuss the NBA. <sighs> That's been a love and hate relationship, just like the MLB, man. It has been. It's been up and down. And but, there have been a lot of players that have not been as interested. We did talk a lot about it last week, right. you know. You know, now it's kinda now that things are starting to kind of play. You know, there's just some things going around that were kind of 
you know, talking about. Uh, you know, there are some players that have tested positive for COVID. Right. But also there are players that are not going to return or not going to go, you know, and that's just part of it. You know, one of the things that, um, you know, when it comes to the NBA is, you know, like they said, you know, is it really worth trying to finish the season? Right. You know, and, and like I said, some of these players, man, I don't mind. You know, like I said, if they don't want to finish, that's fine. I ain't going to judge them. There's no reason to judge them. You know, they got families just like us. So let them be, you know. I think it's pretty – I don't know. I just think it's pretty kindly how some of these big stars are like, oh, you know, we need luck, man. Like, leave them alone. That's their, that's their life. So – yeah, there there's some team there's some players from some the, some of these teams that have various reasons why they're not going to participate and finish the 2020 season. You know, there's a list of players that I've heard of: uh, Trevor Ariza, Davis, Burton's from the Wizards, uh, Avery Bradley, uh, Demarcus Cousins. So there's there's guys that are for whatever reason they're not going to participate and be involved with the the finishing of the 2020 season, but. Um, I, just, I, I don't know. If I was a player, I would have a lot of reservations about it if I wasn't on a team that was a legitimate contender. I mean, I, I'm probably going to screw up his name. Nicola Jock, Jock, I don't know. He's from from Siberia. <laughs> but he tested positive for corona. And, you know, it's like even if they're not even the United States, you know, overseas, they're, you know, they're, they're, they're dealing with the same problems. You know, so – it's. I mean, like I said, a lot of our players are from overseas and things like that. So it's just, it's just one of those things. Like, they don't want to bring over. We don't want to bring it over. I mean, it just goes both ways. Yeah, we don't want to make this situation into a worse, critical, you know, long-lasting pandemic that's going to affect us from years and years and years to come. But inevitably, I think that's the direction we're going if we can't come up with a vaccine within a year or two, you know? Uh, brother, man, it's already mutated. <laughs> it's mutated already a lot. So, so it's just one of those things we're going to have to just, it's like the flu, sit back and see what it's going to do, man. I mean, that's all we can do. Yeah. But the NBA, you know, like though. Said, man, like, this NBA, like I said, it's kind of like the baseball season, man. It's, they're, they're taking all the precautions, they're doing whatever they can. But like they said, there's going to, I mean, they're still trying to figure it out. I think, you know. Yeah, they're trying to, I think they've done the best out of any sport that's been, you know, sidelined because of the pandemic. You know, they've, they've really put the best foot forward to make their season happen. They've, you know, had to deal with Disney to do, to have the games, you know, played out there. And to me, it's been a great, a great crack at it. It's been a great, you know, proposed plan. Will that plan pan out? I don't know. I thought maybe they should have a lot of those Disney employees uh, do most of the work within the NBA operations. They're there anyway. Why not just pay them? And a lot of those employees would be happy to meet LeBron James or any of those NBA players, you know, bring those guys in to staff everything. And, oh. They already know what to expect. Oh yeah, but don't forget, don't forget those other those other you know people that work for the organization that are suffering. 
you know, it's tough. Right. Everybody's going through tough times right now. So, so it's one of those things, man. Just, you know. The finals are, gonna, are set to start, what, September 30th? So right around the time where the MLB's ending, you're going to have the finals starting. So you're going to have a lot of, like, sports going on at the same time that normally are not happening simultaneously. So that'll be different and weird to see and experience. It's going to be uh, his, history-making, to say the least. Um, there's going to be, what, 14 teams eliminated within 53 days of arriving. So teams are going to be going home pretty quick within two weeks. Yeah, exactly. So that, I mean, it's one of those things. Is it worth it? You know, but we're, we're, that's why we're, that's why we're here. <laughs> yeah. We're here to drive the excitement. Yep. That's, that's not really there, but we're trying, we're trying to get that excitement uh, pumped up because we're what ready. A, what a perfect year to start a podcast. Oh yeah. <laughs> hey man, it's been, it's been fun though. I'm it's just it's kidding, been cool. Nah, man, We've had fun. the time to do it. So, it's it's worked out the it best has. that it could, you know. But we're gonna we're gonna keep churning this stuff out to you guys. Well, we've come to the end of the road. We're about you know, a, about like, an hour in. But like I said, fellas, you know, and our listeners, you know, as soon as we get updates, you know, we'll try to hit them up on our social media, Facebook, Instagram, you know, Snapchat. We you know we uh, James has done a really good job of putting all that stuff out. Really quick, you know, so check us out, please. Check us out, please. On uh, Facebook. Yeah, like Aaron said, you know, the social media interaction oh, that we get. forgot Twitter. Yeah. The social- <laughs> I, don't, I always forget about Twitter just because I, I've been on the good train on it. You know, it's been really good. I mean, it keeps us updated quick. There's not a lot of people in this area do Twitter, so that's why. Yeah. But if you do, please, please, you know. Right, and the, the, like I said, Hit us up. the social media interaction we get from you guys—the feedback, the critique, the the you know interaction in general—has just been positive, and it's been helpful for us to build this thing into something different each and every time we bring it to you. We're, we're just going to continue to evolve and get better. So we want to give a shout out to Rocket Brews, one of our friendly sponsors. Check out the drink of the month that they have. It's a, it's uh, the cherry cherry coke drink it's going to be changing pretty soon once july hits so every month they have a drink of the month that's really tasty and they've got so many different combinations of drinks you can you yeah can think just, get of. Out, just get out there man it's it's worth the drive it's worth the time waiting in line it is and you get you get fresh mm. fruit fresh shrimp on your drinks or any type of toppings whatever that you, want. you want candy man. Like, yeah whatever you want just one of those things it's like as as an adult as an adult i mean they have other drinks too for kids and things like that right. but for an adult i mean why wouldn't you want beef jerky with your beer exactly be awesome. man. the 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 revolutionary techniques that they've incorporated in their business and their drinks has been like so unique to Amarillo, well, we don't have anything else like not that. Not even that, man. It's just into the culture, the, the Hispanic people, culture. The, the people are so friendly. God oh, yeah. are so friendly. So, so yes, please, please get, check them out. Check them out. All right, guys. Well, this is James Fairchild. This is Aaron Pena. I want to thank you guys to tuning in and listening to Bomb City Locker Room Talk podcast. This has been Locker Room Hype. See you guys next time.